0: section ten of the most extraordinary trial of william palmer by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by lynn thompson fifth day may the nineteenth part two dr g o reese examined by mr e james q c said i am lecturer on materia medica at guy's hospital and i assisted dr taylor in making the post-mortem examination referred to by that gentleman and he has most correctly stated the result i was present during the whole time and at the discovery of the antimony i am of opinion that it may have been administered within a few days or a few hours of mr cook's death all the tests we employed failed to discover the presence of strychnia the stomach was in a most unfavourable state for examination it was cut open and turned inside out its mucous surface was lying upon the intestines and the contents of the stomach if there had been any must have been thrown among the intestines and mixed with them these circumstances were very unfavourable to the hope of discovering strychnia i agree with dr taylor as to the manner in which strychnia acts upon the human frame and I am of opinion that it may be taken, either by accident or design, sufficient to destroy life, and no trace of it be found after death. I was present at the experiments made by Dr. Taylor upon the animals, and at the endeavour to detect it in the stomachs afterwards. We failed to do so in three cases out of four. The symptoms accompanying the death of the animals were very similar to those described in the case of Mr. Cook. I have heard the cases that have been mentioned in this court, and the symptoms in every one of them are analogous to those in the case of Mr. Cook. Cross-examined by Mr. Grove, Q.C. I did not see either of the animals reject any portion of the poison, but I heard that in one case the animal did reject a portion. I have no facts to state upon which I formed the opinion that the poison acts by absorption. Professor Brand examined by mr Wellsby i am professor of chemistry at the royal institution i was not present at the analysis of the liver spleen etc of the deceased but the report of dr taylor and dr rees was sent to me for my inspection afterwards i was present at one of the analyses we examined in the first place the action of copper upon a very weak solution of antimony and we ascertained that there was no action until the solution was slightly acidified by muriatic acid and heated. The antimony was then deposited, and I am enabled to state positively that the deposit was antimony. By the Attorney General The experiment I refer to was made for the purpose of testing the accuracy of the test that had already been applied, and it was perfectly satisfactory professor christerson said i am a fellow of the royal college of physicians and professor of materia medica at the university of edinburgh i am also the author of a work on the subject of poisons and i have directed a good deal of attention to strychnia in my opinion it acts by absorption into the blood and through that upon the nervous system i have seen its effects on a human subject but not a fatal case I have seen it tried upon pigs, rabbits, cats, and one wild boar. A laugh. I first directed my attention to this poison in 1820 in Paris. It had been discovered two years before in Paris. In most of my experiments upon animals, I gave very small doses, a sixth of a grain. But I once administered a grain. I cannot say how small a dose would cause the death of an animal by administration into the stomach. I generally applied it by injection through an incision in the cavity of the chest. A sixth part of a grain so administered killed a dog in two minutes. I once administered to a rabbit through the stomach a dose of a grain. I saw Dr. Taylor administer three-quarters of a grain to a rabbit, and it was all swallowed except a very small quantity. The symptoms are nearly the same in rabbits, cats, and dogs. The first is a slight tremor and unwillingness to move then frequently the animal jerks its head back slightly soon after that all the symptoms of tetanus come on which have been so often described by the previous witnesses when the poison is administered by the stomach death generally takes place between a period of five minutes and and five-and-twenty minutes after the symptoms first make their appearance i have frequently opened the bodies of animals thus killed and have never been able to trace any effect of the poison upon the stomach or intestines, or upon the spinal cord or brain, that I could attribute satisfactorily to the poison. The heart of the animal generally contained blood in all the cases in which I have been concerned. In the case of the wild boar, the poison was injected into the chest. A third of a grain was all that was used, and in ten minutes the symptoms began to show themselves. If strychnia was administered in the form of a pill, it might be mixed with other ingredients that would protract the period of its operation. This would be the case if it were mixed with resinous materials, or any materials that were difficult of digestion. And such materials would be within the knowledge of any medical men, and they are frequently used for the purpose of making ordinary pills. Absorption in such a case would not commence until the pill was broken down by the process of digestion in the present state of our knowledge of the subject i do not think it is possible to fix the precise time when the operation of the poison commences on a human subject in the case of an animal we take care that it is fasting and we mix the poison with ingredients that are readily soluble and every circumstance favourable for the development of the poison i have seen many cases of tetanus arising from wounds and other causes The general symptoms of the disorder very nearly resemble each other, and in all the natural forms of tetanus the symptoms begin and advance much more slowly, and they prove fatal much more slowly, and there is no intermission in certain forms of natural tetanus. In tetanus from strychnia there are short intermissions. I have heard the evidence of what took place at the Talbot Arms on the Monday and Tuesday, and the result of my experience induces me to come to the conclusion that the symptoms exhibited by the deceased were only attributable to strychnia or the four poisons containing it the witness gave the technical names of the poisons he referred to there is no natural disease of any description that i am acquainted with to which i could refer these symptoms in cases of tetanus consciousness remains to the very last moment When death takes place in a human subject by spasm, it tends to empty the heart of blood. When death is the consequence of the administration of strychnia, if the quantity is small, I should not expect to find any trace in the body after death. If there was an excess of quantity more than was required to cause the death by absorption, I should expect to find that excess in the stomach. The colour tests for the detection of the presence of strychnia are uncertain. Vegetable poisons are much more difficult of detection than mineral ones, and there is one poison with which I am acquainted, for which no known test has been discovered. The stomach of the deceased was sent in a very unsatisfactory state for examination, and there must have been a considerable quantity of strychnia in the stomach to have enabled anyone to detect its presence under such circumstances. cross Examined The experiments I referred to were made many years ago. In one instance, I tried one of the colour tests in the case of a man who was poisoned by strychnia, but I failed to discover the presence of the poison in the stomach. I tried the test for the development of the violet colour by means of sulphuric acid and oxide of lead. From my own observation, I should say that animals destroyed by strychnia die of asphyxia, but in my work, which has been referred to, It will be seen that I have left the question open. Some further questions were put to the witness by the learned counsel for the prisoner, in reference to opinions expressed by him in his work, and he explained that his work was written twelve years ago, and that the experience he had since obtained had modified some of the opinions he then entertained. Cross-examination continued. I have not noticed that in cases where a patient is suffering from strychnia the slightest touch appears to bring on the paroxysm. It is so remarkably in the case of animals, unless you touch them very gently indeed. Strychnia has a most intensely bitter taste. It is said on the authority of a French chemist that a grain will give a taste to more than a gallon of water. If resinous substances were used in the formation of a pill, it does not follow that they would necessarily be found in the stomach. They might be passed off by the Attorney-General. One of the cases referred to in the work that has been referred to was that of a gamekeeper, who was found dead. His head was thrown back, his hands were clinched, and his limbs were rigid. A paper containing strychnia was found in his pocket, and upon a post-mortem examination there were indications which, under the circumstances, satisfied him of the existence of strychnia. There was a substance in the body of an intense bitter which was tested by the colour test and it succeeded in one instance but failed in another i have no doubt that colour tests are not to be relied on the trial was then again adjourned at six o'clock until the following tuesday morning at ten o'clock the jury were taken as on the former occasions to the london coffee-house in the charge of the officers of the court End of section 10.